0: Or you can find us at our website, MedoraChurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Romans chapter 4 and verse 11 and 12. Romans 4, 11 and 12, and he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of faith, which he had yet been uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they yet be not Circumcised. And the righteousness might be imputed unto them also. And the father of circumcision, speaking of Abraham, to them who are not of the circumcision only. That speaks of us. Circumcision speaks of the Hebrews. Uncircumcision speaks about the Gentiles. But who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had, being yet uncircumcised. Heavenly Father, we come before you today. We pray, God, that you would help us as we get into the word, Lord Jesus, to study it, to learn from it, to grow by it. Help us, o Lord Jesus, to feed your sheep, Lord. And we give you the glory and the praise for it all in Jesus' name. Let everybody say Amen. We're going to talk about faith like Abraham. Faith like Abraham. God bless you. Be seated. Often we consider faith as being this incredibly dynamic and a thing, and it is. But I just want to tell you today that you don't have to take a leap of faith. You just have to take a step. Often we talk about taking a leap of faith. Well, a, leaf of, a leap of faith is sometimes necessary, but every day we need to take a step of faith. And the Bible here talks about that we're walking by faith in the steps of Abraham. In 2 Corinthians, Paul wrote and said that our, our faith is a walk. We walk by faith and not by sight. Abraham is known for his many attributes and blessings. Abraham, the father of the nation of the Jews, the Hebrews. But one thing he is known for is also the father of faith. The father, he branded what faith was in a way that those before him had not so done even though they had faith. Look at the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 8 in that Hall of Fame record of of Abraham. It says in verse 8, by faith, everybody say by faith, faith. Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed. He went out not knowing whether he went. Amen. Abraham didn't start off his calling with a a great uh, uh, faith. Matter of fact, his faith was so was imperfect, yet he possessed a little bit of faith that would grow into this being the father of faith. When you study the life of Abraham, Abraham was actually a pagan. He was actually a pagan in the beginning. His theology was incorrect about God. His theology was incomplete, yet God called him to come and follow him by faith. And his faith began to grow. All of us have faith. The Bible said he's given to every man a measure of faith. And so it, it it takes for that faith to be like a seed that germinates and begins to grow, that it can produce things. And Abraham's faith started off small, diminutive. It wasn't something that we see at the end of his life. So don't mark your faith by by just simply where you are now. Mark your faith. It's just simply what the Lord said. If you have faith, it's a side of mustard seed. Little bitty faith. It's going to be all right, but don't stop there. Walk in your faith. Grow in your faith. It took faith for Abraham to leave his family, didn't it? It took faith for him to leave his cousins, his nieces and nephews, his aunts and uncles, and walk away. Ur was a a prosperity place. It was a place of prosperity. It was a cultural center and a commercial center at that time. And the Lord said, leave it. It was also a seat of idolatry. It was the Mecca of pilgrims that would begin to come to worship idol gods. And the Lord said, leave that because I've got a land that I'm going to lead you to. You don't know where it is, but you need to obey me. Faith obeys even when it doesn't know. Faith obeys goes even when it doesn't understand. Give up your family. Have faith. Kiss them goodbye. That's faith. Your home fading out of view. Not easy, but it's faith. Obedience leads to this kind of faith. Your faith will grow that Abraham teaches us. and That's what this whole lesson is about is learning things from Abraham. Our faith grows when we walk in obedience. Now, the Bible singles out Abraham in the New Testament as being one that we should mark our faith and have a connection to faith. Galatians, Paul writes in the New Testament, in Galatians 3 and 6, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, Not know, or rather know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham." If you're of faith, you're a child of Abraham in the sense of that faith. And this verse 8 says, And the Scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, he takes him out of pagan Ur the Chaldees, and it's faith that begins to justify him, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all the nations be blessed. Verse 9, so then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Think about that. All of the promises that God gave to Abraham has a, a spiritual connection to us today. Because if we walk in the kind of faith that Abraham walked in, then we can expect and experience those spiritual blessings. How many want to be blessed? As Abraham was blessed, then I got to walk in that kind of faith. Faith sees things as fact, even though they are not clearly seen in the natural. Faith looks beyond the present circumstance and takes God at his word. This is the kind of faith that Abraham had, is that he left Ur the Chaldees by faith. All right? Then we progressively begin to walk through Abraham's life. And I'm going to touch a couple of things in Abraham, particularly from the book of Genesis chapter 15. If you want to turn there, we're going to walk through several verses of Genesis chapter 15. Verse 1, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham. I want you to mark that phrase, the word of the Lord. If you're in a Bible, you want to underline it, take it a note, mark that, the Word of the Lord. It's important because it's the first time it has ever occurred in Scripture. The Word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast not given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, "'But he that shall come forth out of thy own mouths "'shall be thy heir.' "'And he brought him forth abroad and said, "'Look now toward the heaven and tell the stars.' If thou be able to number them, he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord. Everybody say, he believed in the Lord. The word of the Lord came, and he believed in that word. And then notice the effect of that faith. And he counted it to him for righteousness. Wow. He counted to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of the Ur of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And he said unto him, Take me a heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against another. But the birds divided he not. And when the fowls came down upon the carcass, Abram drove them away. Now jump down to verse 17. Verse 17. Verse 17. And it came to pass that when the sun went down, it was dark. Behold, a smirk, a smoking furnace, and a burning lamp that passed between these pieces. In the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, Thy seed have I given this land. From the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. What a powerful story that that God begins to deal. Now, when we study the Old Testament, we've got to understand that Paul said that the Old Testament was written for our learning. It was written as an example. So there is often a message that is, is in a principle that may be hidden behind the, the, the reality of that story and the actual events. So what can we learn from this conversation that the Lord had with Abram? What can we learn about his sacrifice? How does that apply to us today? First of all, I want to talk about the uncertain times that you can live in. I want to say that uncertainty is the bland favor, flavor of the day. We face the unknown. What will tomorrow be? Abraham had such a, a, an outlook. What I'm, where am I going? How am I know when I'm going to get there? And, uh, what, I don't have very much security. I have a promise, but I don't seem to find the answer to that promise. Uh, I, I have direction, but I really don't know where I'm going. That's where faith comes in. He asked the Lord a question in verse seven How shall I know? The promise had already been given. You study the life of Abraham. You go back to chapter 12. The promise has already been given that he's going to be a father of a great nation. He already had that promise. In verse 2, it says, I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you. Make your name great, and you shall be blessed. Verse 7 said, Under your seed, I'll give this land. This is in chapter 12. In chapter 13, he said, All the land which you see, I'll give it to you and to your seed forever. And I will make you your seed as the dust of the earth. So progressing in time. He's got the promise, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. It doesn't look like it's going to be fulfilled. It doesn't look like it's going to come to pass. And so he says, Oh Lord, how shall I know? You said you'd bless me. You said you would give me a son. You said you would give me seed. You said you would give me an inheritance, but I, I don't know where it's at. I don't have a person to follow it up. Anybody ever been there in your life? where you feel like you may have a promise, but you don't really understand where you are. How shall I know? Can you say that with me? How shall I know? Well, the Bible said in the New Testament and giving us an understanding of faith, that faith, Hebrews 11 and one, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. After these things, the Bible said that the word of the Lord came upon him in verse 1 of Genesis 15. After these things, after what things? In chapter 12, we told you he had a promise. In chapter 13, he was given promises. But in chapter 14, he's got a problem. Abraham's got promise, promise, problem. Somebody say to your neighbor, that's me. I get a promise, I get a promise, and then I get a problem. But it looks like for me, it's more like this. Promise, problem, 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 problem. Difficulty, difficulty, difficulty. Issue, issue, issues along the way. So how does Abram deal with these problems? Sometimes, A battle in the middle of your promise is nothing more than testing your faith, and so you have to fight back with your faith. In chapter 14, four kings had defeated five kings, and of those five kings that were defeated was the king of Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot. Abraham's nephew, his family, and their belongings had been taken captive. When Abraham heard that Lot was captured and all that that he lost in the battle, he marched with 318 men, Abraham did, along with two others that were with him, two other groups with him, and they recaptured Lot. They recaptured his goods, recaptured everything that he lost, along with what the five kings lost. So you got five kings over, over here, defeated by four kings. And the third party is Abraham and his entourage that comes and defeats the five kings. After the battle, Abraham had an audience with two of these kings. To one, he paid tithes and had communication. To the other, he rejected the offer from the king. There's two kings. This speaks to us of how faith has got to be discerning in its direction faith has to be discerning in Genesis chapter 14 we're in the middle of this problem and he's coming out and he's got victory and look at verse 18 and Melchizedek king of Salem Who was not a part of this battle, but was standing off, as it were, as the king of peace. It is representative of the Lord. And so the king of Salem brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the most high God. And he blessed him. And said, "Blessed be Abram, the Most High, of uh, uh, the, uh, the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth." And he blessed the Most High God, which had delivered the enemy into the hands. And the Bible said that Abram gave him tithes of all. Faithful faith will find the right place to get connected to. Faith will find the right place to get connected to. Faith will tell you that I should be a part of this and I shouldn't be a part of that. Faith will tell you when you begin to see God working, hallelujah, faith says I'll put my trust in God. I'll have bread and wine with the king of Salem. I'll have communion with the king of Salem and I'll faithfully be involved in my, my stewardship of tithing to say, God, I put you first. That's what his faith is saying. Abraham's faith says I put put you first god i put you first god i may not understand it i may not know the how but i'm gonna put you first that's what faith has got to do look at what hebrews says in hebrews 11 and 6 with regard to this concept of putting god first and connected with faith but without faith it is impossible to please god for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of him, of them that diligently seek him. Direction, constantly looking for direction, constantly looking for who am I connected to? Do you know why we get weak and we get worn out? It's often we connect ourselves with people of doubt, of fear, of of unbelief, and it drains us. So what do we have to do? Be careful who you connect with. Be careful what podcast you listen to. Be be careful what what youtube video you watch be careful what he meant because it needs to be of faith it needs to be that will connect you with god's plan the second king after this battle that that came to abram wanted to, to connect with abraham but it was it was a different king in genesis 14 and 21 and the king of sodom the king of the world the king of worldliness, if you please, said unto Abram, "Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. You've won. Now you you give me the people and you keep all the goods. Here you've been you've been a conqueror. You've helped us. We lost, and now you come and saved our hide. Now 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 give us the people, but you take all of the possessions. I want to bless you." And Abram said to the king of Sodom. I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth and I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latch and that I will not take anything that is thine lest thou shouldest say I made Abram rich. Sodom is known for its sin. I can't be connected to that. Sodom is known for its infamy. A place that looked good but it was evil. I can't be. Faith will tell you stay away from that connection of worldliness. Stay away from from that because it will thwart your harvest it will stifle your promise i will accept nothing from sodom somebody needs to put that in your spirit today and said my god is my provider not 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 this world not the, the the things of the flesh but my god you know what meat may go to 25 dollars a pound for hamburger my god shall supply all my needs i'm not going that's what faith says. I've already paid my tithes. I've had communion with the Lord, and I'm not going to have communion with Sodom. Yes, sir. Amen. Have some discerning, and it takes faith. Walking by faith, that brings us to that point. The things of Sodom do not belong to me. That's what Abram said. Sodom, worldliness. The things that this world system is thinking and doing today, refusing. Amen. The quick way to false blessing is to accept gifts from Sodom. It looks like prosperity, but it isn't. But it isn't. In, in, in Genesis 15, in our text that we read, Genesis 15 and 1, I said this for you to mark it. The word of the Lord came to Abram. The word of the Lord. This is the first time that this word of the Lord like this was said. What was the very word that the God spoke? What was the word of the Lord? What come out of his mouth? Fear not. The very first time, man, this ought to make a monkey sh- shout and swing from the chandeliers. The very first time that the word of the Lord appeared, the message was this, fear not. Fear not. Fear mm-hmm. not. In this hour that we're living in, the enemy wants you to be afraid, wants you to, sh- to hold your faith in, wants you to keep you, wants to keep us from the promise and so that we will fear the enemy. Amen, but God was saying to Abraham, fear not, you may feel you're alone. Fear not. Amen. You may feel like you have got a promise, but it's not fulfilled. Fear not. You don't have a permanent city that you live. Fear not. You're a stranger and a sojourner. Fear not. You're not accepted by your neighbors and you're rejected by even your family. Fear not. Sarah's not a mother yet. But don't fear. <laughs> have faith. You've been fighting battles that are not yours and whipping kings that you're not under. Fear not. Oh, Abraham, don't fear your past. Don't feel your, fear your present. And certainly don't fear your future. Hallelujah. Fear not. Oh, I want to say to you today that that's the kind of faith we've got to have in 2022. That we've got to have the kind of faith that says uh, the words. Says, fear not, and that's what I'm going to do. I don't care what it looks like in the news, I don't care what it's looking like around me. I am not going to fear. I am not going to be afraid. I'm going to have faith. God's going to supply my need. God is going to take care of me, and He's going to fulfill His promise. Yes, <clears throat> fear not. You know, the angel of the Lord came to Mary. And what was the message? Fear not, for you found favor with the Lord. You have found favor with the Lord. Fear not. That's the message that the Lord gave to the shepherds. In the very first words that the angels of the Lord spoke was, fear not. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Hallelujah. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. There are so many things that we are we could be afraid of today, but God would never have told you fear not if there wasn't a potential for fear. There's a potential for fear. There's a chance for fear. There's a chance to be weak, need and give up. God does not leave his promise to one and then leave us Amen. But he says, don't be afraid. For for what, what what fear comes is fear comes to tell us you don't have safety. Right? You're not safe. During the COVID pandemic, everybody was saying, be safe. I stopped saying, be safe, and I started saying two things. Either I say, be blessed, or be courageous. We wouldn't have gotten anywhere. Man would have never walked on the moon if it hadn't been for somebody that was willing to say, I am going to be courageous. But fear says, You're not safe. But the Lord says, Fear not, I am thy shield. (laughs) Hallelujah, that's what he told Abraham. I am the all-sufficient shield. I am the all-powerful protector. I am the encompassing Jehovah God that is your shield. God did not merely give to Abraham a shield. He said, I'm thy shield. I am thy shield. What is that? God is saying, I'll stand between you and your your battle. Paul put it like this over in the New Testament. Take on to you the shield of faith. What is going to stand between us and the attack of the enemy? Your faith. Your faith in God. He said, I'm thy shield. I am that. Somebody say today, God, you're not merely putting a shield in front of me. You are my my shield. You stand in front of the hostility. You stand when I'm feeling vulnerable, you're my shield. When I'm feeling fearful, you're my shield. When I don't feel safe, you're my shield. When I don't feel protected, you're my shield. That's what his message came to Abram. Fear not, for I am thy shield. And then he continued, and he said, and thy exceeding great reward. You know what fear says? You're not safe, and you're not secure. You're not safe, and you're not secure. So the word of the Lord comes to say that faith in God will bring security. For the Lord said, I am thy, don't fear, I am thy exceeding great reward god here did again say i will bring a reward he said i am your reward i am your reward i am he's not merely just going to hand out rewards he said i am your reward i am your exceeding great reward god is saying to abraham abram don't you fear i'm your security i am your safety and i am your security The word reward here means a payment of contract. It means salary, fare, maintenance. By implication, benefit. I'm your benefit, Abraham. I am your benefit. Can I tell you today, if God never does do one more thing for you, if all you know is that he is your shield and your reward, he is your protector and he is your provider. Oh my. If that's all you know today, you can get through everything that you face. If all you know is that he's the one that makes you safe and he's the one that gives you security, You'll make it. Not just a reward, but an exceeding reward. Not just an exceeding reward, but exceeding great. Can you thank the Lord for that today? Can you thank the Lord for that? Hallelujah. Praise be to God. So Abraham is is getting this word from the Lord, and here's his response. Okay. Okay. Somebody, see if this isn't what something you and I would say. Lord God, what will you give me? See, and I go childless. Yes, Lord, I know you're going to be my safety. I know you're going to be my protection. I know you're going to be my security. You're going to be my supply, but I still go childless. I still have a promise that you made. And I don't have it. All I've got right now is Eliezer or my servant that is standing in line by just simply the custom to be my, my successor. And Lord, I don't have any child. Lord, I, 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 I'm really not sensing that, 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 that my promise is coming to pass. Then the Bible says that the word of the Lord came to him again. I don't know if anybody's getting anything out of this, but pastor sure is. The word of the Lord came to him again. This man is not, Eliezer is not your heir, but a son is coming out of your loins. A son. And then he said, go outside. Must have been dark because he said, look up into the heavens and count the stars. And if indeed you can count them, he said, so shall your offspring be. Has anybody ever tried to count the stars? How many times did you start over again? Because you got to a point, uh, uh, 1,792, where did I start? Oh, man, I go back over here and start counting again. Abraham, Abraham, go and start putting something in your mind of how great your promise is, how beautiful your promise is. Then let's do this. Bring me a sacrifice. Take, the Lord says, a heifer of three years old, Genesis 15, 9, and a she-goat of three years old and a ram of three years old and a, and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he took them and divided them in the midst and laid each piece One against another, but the birds he divided not. What is he doing? He's making a covenant with God. Remember, covenant is a cutting. He's making a covenant with God, and God is making a covenant with him. And so by faith, he brings the heifer of an ox. You know what that speaks to us? I told you that the Old Testament speaks types and shadows and messages to us. The, 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 uh, The heifer speaks of strength, stability, and ability to bear under load. I want you to know that in this covenant, you're going to have strength by faith. You're going to have stability by faith. Amen. And you're going to bear up under this load by faith. Then he said, I, I want you to bring a she-goat. Which, what is a she-goat? It's a mama goat that's going to be bringing nourishment and refreshment and direction and instruction. Here's what my covenant is going to do with you. My promise with you is not only going to bring you stability and strength, I'm bringing you refreshment. I'm bringing you some instruction. I'm bringing you... You some nourishment then he said take the ram and and, and divide the ram the ram speaks of the anointing of power and spiritual authority in spiritual warfare then he said bring the dove the dove is a beautiful depiction of how the operation of the Holy Spirit flows and then a young pigeon the message here is that this this is this is what you they use to transport messages from one to another I'll bring you a word a fresh word if you're just willing to sacrifice this in your mind and let's make a covenant by faith. Amen. You want to know how to sustain your faith like Abraham? Make a covenant with God. Get into sacrifice. Get into offering up uh, some things to him in worship and faithfulness and dependability. Get it, get into the word of God. Get into a relationship with the Lord and then it will solidify your covenant with him so he's got all this sacrifice and all these sacrifices laying out and in verse 11 it says when the fowls came upon the carcass when the buzzards came when the vultures came when the birds that that like those dead animals came here's what Abram did is he drove them away he drove them away Faith says, you're not messing with my sacrifice. Faith says, you're not messing with what God has told me to offer to him. You're not messing with my worship. you're not messing with my prayer life. You're not messing with my Bible study. You're not messing with my soul winning. You're not messing with what God has given me for a vision for my life. Somebody needs to get up and move a little bit so the birds will get off your sacrifice. Get off of what you committed to the Lord. Move a little bit and declare, hey, i got a relationship with God in a promise. Get away. Get away. I'm going to sustain my sacrifice by faith. I'm going to have the anointing of the ram. I'm going to have the strength of the ox. I'm going to have the nourishment of that mother goat. I am going to have the operation of the spirit and the message from God. When the enemy comes in to take your strength, your refreshment, your anointing, and your direction, don't give in. Drive him away. Stand to your feet right now. Just wave your arms. Hallelujah. I know that doesn't make any human sense, but right now I just want to. (laughs) away from my faith, away from my sacrifice, away from my health, away from my mind, away from my stability, away from my peace. Hallelujah, this sacrifice belongs to the Lord. I'm not waving to the Lord right now. I'm waving the enemy away from my sacrifice. I'm waving the enemy away from what what I've committed to the Lord. I'm waving it away. Stay away in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Abraham did this. You may be seated. Abraham fought off the fowls even when he didn't have a son. We want to fight off the fowls after we get our answer. But faith says, I'll fight it before my answer comes. Somebody say amen. Amen. so he's fighting off these fowls. Verse 17, we pick up the story. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, the next lesson he learns is a smoking furnace and a burning lamp passed between these pieces. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Under thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt, unto the great river of Euphrates. And they've been fighting over that ever since. A smoking furnace and a burning lamp. What does that say? No matter what you go through, you're going to make it. A smoking furnace and a burning lamp. It's not going to go out. It may look like it's smoldering, but it's still going to burn. (laughs) Hallelujah. I don't care if you're down to the wick. It's just past the top of the lamp. Raise it up a little bit. Raise the wick up a little bit a smoking furnace, no matter what you're going through, the Lord is going to be you. This is the foundation of Abraham's faith, his covenant with God, his oath with God, his sacrifices, and also the assurance that in that covenant, it's going to be perpetual. Perpetual. Let's go back to the New Testament and talk about Abraham's faith. Romans chapter four. Romans chapter four and verse 12. The father of circumcision. This is the covenant sign of of the Hebrews. The father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision. Speaks of the Gentiles that doesn't have that covenant relationship in circumcision. But those who walk by the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which which he had being yet uncircumcised. So Abraham starts off. With faith that God recognizes as righteous and has not yet stepped into the commandment of circumcision, but his faith, the Lord says, I count that for something, and I'm calling it righteousness. Don't ever discount somebody's faith if they're not in the place that you think you are. Well, they're not. They're not in. They're not in circumcision. Well, don't discount their faith because you never know. Abraham started out not not being in some apostolic pentecostal. He was a pagan. Thank God though. He starts takes us from being pagans to being a full-fledged father of nations. He'll take you from being somebody that has faith that is small. But don't let your faith be stagnant either. Don't stay, in. in, well, I've got a little bit of faith. Well, good. Is it progressing? Is it growing? This is the the lesson that, that, that Abraham teaches us. Look at verse 18 of Romans 4. We're going to pick that up. Here's how his faith looked who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. That even when the hard times came, he continued to hope. Look at the next verse, 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. Now, I'm going to say that in other parts unknown, and I'm going to say that some men in parts unknown, when they get to a certain age, talk a lot about the deterioration of their body. In parts unknown, Brother Jason, we, we, we're not talking about that here. we all young men, vibrant. And <laughs> it's common for men to say, Man, my 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 arthritis is acting up, and I gotta look at things. When I look at things, I gotta look at it like 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 this. Let me see. <laughs> right, stretch that way out there. Gotta look at it like this, or maybe some of us gotta look at it like this because this body starts wearing out. That's what we talk about: back, leg, knee. Head. Man, I played ball back in the day and I could flat, I can do some moves. I will tell you this. I I did some moves. Now I go try to play, and my my, my mind says, do the moves. My body says, you can't cash that check. <laughs> but notice what he said. Considering not his own body now dead. The evidence was not only can Sarah not produce an egg. Abraham couldn't produce a sperm. His body had deteriorated, and he said, I'm not paying attention to that. I'm paying attention to the promise. God said, I'm going to have a son, I'm going to have an heir. What kind of faith is that? That's Abraham kind of faith. That's the Abraham kind of faith that says I'm going to believe even though the natural says otherwise. He was about 100 years old and and neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So he said I'm not weak in faith. How are you not weak in faith? I don't look at the obvious as my sign of reality. I look at what is not obvious. I look at the promise of God. I don't look what is powerless i look at what is powerful i don't look at what is needy i look what is the supply hallelujah then look at verse 20 because this is a powerful passage of scripture but sometimes you just gotta gotta sit down and think about a little bit to get the intent of what he's saying here in verse 20 he staggered not at the promise of god through unbelief but was strong in faith giving glory to god We're talking about Abraham here. Abraham, who his wife talked in to have a child with Hagar, and now we've got Arabs and we've got Jews. Abraham, who made mistakes and and did things that he shouldn't have done, but the Bible records in the New Testament... When the story was written, is that he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. It, 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 You've got to understand this this morning. Your faith doesn't have to be perfect, it has to be progressive. Your faith doesn't have to always get it right and always be on top of things and always be perfect. It's just simply got to grow and walk in the steps of Abraham. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know what? Faith, again, doesn't have to be special and perfect when it comes to the idea of I don't have faith like a so-and-so and I don't have faith like this one. Just have the faith you have and walk in it and watch it grow. And even when you make a mistake, get back up again and believe again and trust again. He was strong in faith. I like what the NIV says of this verse. He yet... Uh, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith, was strengthened in his faith, was progressive in his faith, was growing in his faith, and he gave glory to God. God, I believe. But sometimes I have doubts. Sometimes I, has, I have fears. But I'm going to get up, and I'm going to believe again. Faith was not perfect, but it was progressive. Look at verse 21. Again, we're talking about faith like Abraham and being fully persuaded, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, what God has promised, he was able also to perform. Fully persuaded. And therefore it was imputed unto him for righteousness. His faith led him to a level of relationship with God that God said there's righteousness there. Verse 23, now it was written for his, not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead who was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. What is he saying? He switches from just the promise to now the relationship. The Lord said, Abraham's faith was counted to him for righteousness you and I when we believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and we we begin to obey and follow the Lord repent of our sins turn towards him when we begin to pursue the Lord it's our faith faith is the first ingredient to the new birth it's the first thing that we come in contact with is our faith and faith begins to grow. Don't let your faith become stagnant. Well, I don't understand. Well, neither did Abraham. Don't let your faith become uh, confused. Uh, I, I, I I don't know what my next is. Lord, I haven't seen the promise yet. Well, don't stop there. Keep progressing in your faith. It is a dangerous thing to have revelation and a faith and then halt right where you are. What would have happened if Abraham went on his first trip where he stopped? His dad and his family went with him, but yet God said, You got to continue on. And his dad and his family said, I can't do that with you, Abraham. I got to stay here. Sometimes faith will say, I'll go beyond what others' expectations are to follow you. Can you say amen? Faith is progressive. Faith is progressive. It's a step every day, a step of faith. Romans 1, 16. Romans 1, 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe. Are you a believer today? But is your belief progressive? To everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Then he says, For therein, what? That gospel and faith, and my obedience to that gospel, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, The just shall live by faith. Don't get stagnant in your faith when things don't go your way. Don't get stagnant in your faith when your promise hasn't been met. Don't step outside of God's safety and security. He is your shield and he is your reward. But simply say, I'll walk every day. I don't care if it's just one step. Let me grow in my faith. Don't let me regress, but let me progress. Let me grow in my faith. For the just shall live daily, breathe daily, Go through every aspect of life by faith. You get up in the morning and go to work. You need to go to work by faith. You have issues in your work. Hey, Lord, you're going to help me in this by faith. I believe you're going to help me through this situation. Got relationship issues by faith. God, you're going to help me get through this. It's going to work out by faith, by faith. Hallelujah. One of the greatest men of faith is, is, is not with us today. He is... He's in Africa teaching, but I've never been around anybody more positive in their faith than Bishop Walls. Everything's going to work out all right. Everything's going to be fine. I believe it's going to be all right. I, I, I've watched him in, in situations that people say that's his personality. No, that's his faith. That's his faith. The just shall live by faith. And it is our faith that brings the righteousness of God into our life the right living the right understanding is revealed by progressive abraham kind of faith look at romans 3 and 22 even the righteousness of god which is by faith the righteousness of god won't be right anybody here won't be right raise your hand if you won't be right Anybody won't be wrong? Nobody gets up and say, Brother Mike, I'm wrong today. I'm gonna be wrong all day long today. Mm -hmm. But the righteousness is being in right standing with God. Being right with God is done by faith. Faith. The faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe there is no. Difference. Today, I want to encourage you to think of Abraham. I don't know what he looked like. There's no pictures in Google that you can Google Abraham and find out what he looked like. I picture him as a, as a man, in, you know, at 100 years old, his face is weather-beaten by the sand and the, the sun of where he lived and looked like rough leather that was cracking But yet he said, God, you got this. I don't understand when I take my son to Mount Moriah and offer him there. Somehow, Lord, you got this. That's what faith says. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't have it all figured out. But somehow, God, you've got this. That's the kind of faith of Abraham. That's the kind of faith that God wants us to have. Would you stand with me, please? So how about a faith analysis this morning? Where's your trust and belief in God to be your safety, to be your security, to be your source and sustainer? Where's your faith in God today? If your faith is low, get some time with the Lord to have it renewed. Get it renewed. If your faith is staggering, stand up. And say, I go back to my sacrifice of stability, of strength, of nourishment. It's my covenant, Lord, that I've made with you and you with me. I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. If your faith today could stand some growth, could stand a shot of being progressive, step out of where you are and come stand down here. If your faith today is, is simply... Needing a good shot in the arm. Needing some new encouragement. Needing some new direction. Hallelujah. Doesn't mean that we're a bad person or that we've messed up, but it's simply that I've got to grow in this faith. I've got to progress in this faith. I need to go further in faith, believing God. Hallelujah. That I can see things as God would see them. That I would believe as God... Would have me to believe that I could see the promises of God as being yay and amen, being yes and being so be it. Hallelujah, the promise of God. Oh, I need you today, Lord. I need you it's today. Glory forever. Amen. Yours is the kingdom. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast.